Hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Nerva Reddy. This is Stephen Robles, and today we're going to continue in our part two of talking to the mountain prophet that we've done up here in our North Carolina recording studio. (laughs) And uh, But before we get started, I did want to point you one more time to impact360.org. They have some awesome online courses that you can see. The Resurrection, about truth. One that specifically that I really enjoy is talking about worldview. Mm -hmm. I think especially in today's culture, you know, a lot of times people don't understand that they have a worldview. They have a way that they see current events and how they see morality. And a lot of times even uh, popular culture and people that uh, are in music or movies, that they each have subscribed to a worldview. And it would be really helpful to understand and how to see where they're coming from and how to interpret what they're saying and put it in these buckets of worldview and understand how that can apply to you and how you even have a Christian worldview and what that means uh, for how you believe and how you uh, go about your daily life even. So check it out, impact360.org. And now let us go to part two. <laughs> let us. <laughs> to, um, to the so, mountain prophet. Yeah, the quick mountains. recap of last okay. time we tried to talk just a little bit about um, cessationism. We didn't really make an argument against it, but we did talk about some of its features and pointed you guys into some directions if you want to do further study and right. kind of understand the different perspectives. Spiritual gifts in general can be one of those hot buttons between denominations. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of those things we would say it's important, but we would call it more of a rib issue than a spine issue. In other words, you could be a cessationist like John MacArthur, where we might disagree with him on that, but we would say he's still an Orthodox Christian believer. Right. It doesn't put him outside of the faith. Um, But, you know, if you were to deny, let's say the Trinitarian nature of God, Jehovah's witness or would be an example of that. Right. Typically they're thought of as not being within Christian orthodoxy. Right. Or if you deny like the two natures of Christ, that he was fully God and fully human. Mm, okay. right. um, the, or the, that it was a physical bodily resurrection of Jesus. Yep, you might say yep. it's just a spiritual yeah. kind of resurrection, which would not be orthodox right, in right. Christian faith. And so it's, a, it's actually important to kind of know, to do some, to do some study on what are those, um, Core doctrines. Those core doctrines of the the Christian faith, kind of the mere Christianity right. um, that all all Christians of orthodoxy really need to hold to. And right. thankfully, I think those are the doctrines that are most clear in Scripture. Right. Um, and those are really, in, a, in many cases, the most important ones with the most important implications. Um, secondary kind of rib doctrines would be like, you know, the age of the earth eschatology, right. which we might get into a little bit, like sure. how do things wrap up, you know? Um, <laughs> I think we're going to talk about uh, dancing on a podcast. Hey. Soon. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Spiritual uh, gifts, though, is sure. one of those. That, okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, approach to apologetics, which we're going to, you know, we're talk about, about that. Yeah. in the future as well. Now, some one of the interesting things is recently James K.A. Smith, who I really, he's a philosopher, Christian philosopher that I appreciate and respect. I think he wrote, in an article, this has come from memory, so it could be wrong, but I think he wrote kind of arguing that he thought that homosexuality in that debate was not within, it was important, he said, but not an orthodox uh, wow. doctrine. Yeah. But many people responded to him and, and argued, I think, effectively that it was a matter of orthodoxy because yeah. it was it was inherent to the creation itself. And then they said in many of the new Testament councils, one of the main things they promoted to people was to be sexually moral, Mm. to not, to not engage in sexual immorality. And that seemed to be a central teaching in the apostolic church. 
um, among, like right alongside of the view of Jesus and, and their view of God. So that, just to let you know, that's kind of one of those things that's that's been debated as of late. I come down on the side that I, I do think it's a part of orthodoxy against right. James K.A. Smith on this on this um, topic. But anyway, so here what we're talking about is spiritual gifts. Are they still are they still in action? Um, prophecy, speaking in tongues, healings, right. miracles. We're not going to talk today about there's there's another debate even if you believe in speaking in tongues is that uh the essential um evidence of being baptized in the holy spirit and is the baptism of the holy spirit uh, distinct from salvation all those issues oh, we're not going to get into uh in this in this particular talk but it'd be worth right. exploring maybe in the future sometime um and they're you know kind of good arguments on different sides of that issue but uh, we just want to want to continue on laying our our idea here of of cessationism to to ugh. but we just want to move on here now that we've laid the groundwork for cessationism and the fact that we don't um, subscribe to that viewpoint. So we would be open at least on the surface to somebody that might have the gift of prophecy to hearing them out. But that raises the question of how do we discern. Um, is what they're saying really from God or should we right. just be agnostic about it or is it actually unbiblical? We should throw it out. And this, there's some interesting passages we want to uh, read through today and I've got them pulled up here. I might have you read these if you don't mind, babe. Uh, here's one from 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5, if you could read okay. through that for us. It says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he other he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So this is an interesting passage. It comes right after the love, the famous love chapter okay. in Corinthians two, yeah. where, where right. Paul says, basically, you know, if you don't love and you can do all these Praying things, symbols, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a waste. But then he, right after this, he says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts and he says especially that you may prophesy and i think that's one of the things we experienced yesterday and talking with with this friend of ours is like yeah. i was really edified by it and yeah. really yeah. encouraged it was powerful it was um but that doesn't answer the question is like well what do you do with it and i think there are some important passages here and i start at first thessalonians um five start here at 16 babe <laughs> Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Okay, pause there. Wow, okay. When, when do you despise <laughs> prophecies? Hmm, none of the time. Well, you, no, I mean, why, why, in other words, why would he have to say don't oh, despise prophecies? Oh, Probably because there was probably, a reason to despise sure. prophecies. Right, sure, sure. There might have been some bad okay. ones. Yeah, I think, you know, right. and, and th I think, the problem, and we talked about this the last time, the attraction of cessationism is like, man, you can just dismiss all this stuff. Sure. And yeah. right out of the gate, you don't have to worry about. When you open that door, though, now it's like we're, we're opening ourselves to, to some goofiness, sure. right? And some, sure. some people that are. And, that and the thing about prophecies, the thing is, it's like, 
people can pull it on you because it really gives you power in a sense, especially if like, right. and, I, and I'm not trying to malign people here, but there's a real temptation of like, I'm going to go prophesy to so-and-so because it's going to make them really appreciate me and like me, especially if I tell them something Ooh, good, it's going to lift me sure. up in the church. I'm going to wow. be yeah. so-and-so because I have a special insight to God. And, you know, and the, this whole thing, there is a tendency for that to happen when you open that door. And I think that's why Paul actually here has to say, don't despise prophecies. Don't quench the spirit. Right. Um, but so going from there, what does 21 say right after don't despise the prophecies? But test everything. Mm-hmm. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from evil. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Yeah, so this is part of maturing the body, right? Mm-hmm. Like Paul's saying, man, don't y'all don't quench the spirit. Don't despise prophecy, but test it. Yeah. Test it. And that means we have to test it among each other. Even if someone has that gift, we always have to test it. Sure. Um, we do. I think when, when someone has shown themselves to be used in that way, it gives us more confidence for sure. Especially when you're on point. Yeah. None of us are infallible. And, he, and this, this friend of ours would even say that about himself. Like right. makes mistakes. He's got it wrong, but we're just called to test it. And here's another one. Um, in first uh, John four thirteen. Uh, will you read that for us, babe? Okay, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Christ, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Okay, so pause there. So here he's saying again, um, so the, the other scripture we, we read just previously in First Thess- Thessalonians was Paul. And this is actually John writing now in First mm. John. He says the same thing. So there's this biblical idea of testing prophecies, testing the spirits. And what he's saying here, here he gives a test, uh, kind of a, a way to assess it. And he was dealing specifically in this book. If you, if you look at the context, he was dealing with like what's called proto-Gnosticism. It was like the before the seed of what later became the, known as the Gnostic heresy. It was this Greek idea that mater- the material world was inherently evil and bad. And that the soulish realm was where you wanted to go, and the soul was good, material bad. And so they, they would say, Jesus, if that's the case, Jesus couldn't have come in the flesh. Mm. Um, he was just, he appeared as though he were in the flesh, but he couldn't because God is pure, so he couldn't be evil. If wow. God had put himself in a material body, that would make God evil. Therefore, you know, mm. that was the reasoning. Okay. So he's, in other words, he was saying if a prophet says that, if they commit that Gnostic heresy, you can throw out that spirit. That's a false spirit. In other words, if it lines up with the apostolic witness, then, you know, then you've got a case where this may be, you know, so he gives like kind of a negative test. In other words, if it doesn't line up with the Bible, you can throw it out. Disregard. And that's where, that's how sola scriptura stands. Like the the Bible is the plumb line um, by which you test everything. I mean, if it's a theory, if it's a, prophecy whatever it is and that is that is our way to do it that doesn't always like there are some there are some cases where someone prophesies and it fits the biblical theology but we we just don't know is it from god or not we say okay well i receive that i'm going to hold on to it and ponder it and see what happens with it right and uh but there are other cases i think again when someone has proven 
time and time again to be accurate when they when they don't pull it on you when they had the maturity to know when they say you know what this has the ring from being from god because we did a study on this in sub 30 of learning to discern the the voice of god and the and it talked about the tone and the 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 um texture of it and these various elements hmm. and i would admit like this isn't i don't know that this is one of my strengths mm-hmm. but there are people that i've met that they're very good at weeding out their own thoughts from when god actually puts a thought in their mind right. right and um and i think you know that comes through experience and testing they test these things out and they go back and they say man when i got this one right it had this tone and this texture it felt like it came from outside of me rather than in my own thoughts or, you know, there's just different ways that we grow in that. But again, you have to start with a really, really solid, sound, biblical foundation first. Otherwise, you can get off on all kinds right. of areas. And then, and then you, of course, you got the Acts 17 passage where it talks about the Bereans. And even the Apostle Paul, it said they, they searched the scriptures to see if what Paul was teaching was right. They searched them daily and examined them, and it, and it called them more noble in character. Hmm. And so, you know, I just, I yeah. love that about the Bible. It's not this blind, like, man, well, the, if the man of God said it. <laughs> no, it's saying, like, we right. all, we test ourselves, we test others. We have to look, and, and of course, we have to come to the Scripture humbly as well and understand that our interpretations at time at times might need a little tweaking, uh, tweaking right. and a little help. Um, but that does give us the guardrails to test the prophecies in. And, you know, that's, that's, that's just the starting place. And even having a conversation like this as we hear, as we hear this guy. So that was our long intro, <laughs> that's all good. our two yeah. episode intro. Right. And now I guess we could, we could probably dive into just some, maybe some things that, that stuck out to you guys that, that might encourage you or. You know, he, um he started out very, bold and strong and just declaring that we as the body are weapons of righteousness to advance the kingdom of God in this day. And, um, you know, that we, when we see, um, evil advancing, that there, there is a day of judgment coming against those who oppose God. And I was like, wow, we forget that, that, you know, people who oppose, um, the kingdom are uh, opposers of God. And so to have mercy and to have a, 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 a praying heart that they come to the knowledge of Christ, but they're, if they're reprobate and they don't, um, they have hatred in their heart and they're just, just so fallen and refuse that, that there, there is a day coming. So I, I was just really, um, woken up by that message, you know, yeah, yeah. just again, that, that is, that is the case. Yeah. I think about that quote, uh, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is that good men do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, um, what was that? Was that Martin Luther King? I can't remember. I think he did say that. I don't know who said it. Who first, originated? Quoting yeah. somebody else, or right? But I think one of the things that he really brought out, our 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 mountain friend, was especially in today's culture that we are sometimes afraid to point at something and say that is wrong. Yeah, that is evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know that is sinful, and you know you have to do a lot of groundwork, especially to someone who might not be a Christian, to explain why that is evil. But especially to our friends, you know, we talked about evaluating early on in this podcast, how a condemning versus evaluating and saying yeah. like, you know, let's, let's take the words of our brothers and sisters in Christ and let, maybe we do need to point and say, listen, you're not, 
speaking truth or you might be twisting something. And I think he was really just, he was encouraging me at least to maybe we need to be more bold. And when we see evil uh, from fellow Christians, uh, even among non-Christians, maybe it's in government or maybe it's in the civil world of our cities and towns to say like, that is, that is wrong to not be afraid to just say like, that is wrong and that is evil and go on then to explain if necessary. But, but that yeah. boldness. It know. was interesting to me, like, so we talked about this in the Winsome Persuasion book, the prophetic voice, the pastoral voice, and the persuasive voice. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we do on this podcast, we, we engage in the persuasive voice. <laughs> right. So sure. we're trying to, sure. you know, build a bridge, think through it intellectually. Now he's, I mean, his, his ministry calling is smack dab in the middle of the prophetic voice. <laughs> right. And so he was literally telling us he would, he would go down like, he he said God would tell him to go down. It was after the Parkland shooting in Florida, yeah. I believe. So yeah, he went to, to the, the White House or to well, the Capitol. In this case, he oh, went sorry. to the courthouse. courthouse. That's right. He went yeah, to the courthouse right. down in Florida, and he said God just told him to go there and pronounce judgment on the the. I guess the I don't know if it was the congressman or the the judges was, or something. Somebody that was um, over that area that right. that um and i forget why there was some specific policies that that guy was engaged in i don't know if it was with human trafficking or uh, like abortion right. or something like that and he was supposed to go and and, and just walk the halls of this uh courthouse <laughs> Court just yeah. proclaiming the scriptures right right over it proclaimed and he did it and i remember he told another story too where he went to i don't know if it was a senator or house of representative person went to their office and was speaking to them and just said you are going to be judged for yeah. this such and such if you don't yeah. change your ways or something. And just to be that bold, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where I think so often, I don't know, for me, sometimes we're so afraid of what we can lose right. that sure. we don't step forth in boldness, even when we know is right. And, and our friend up here, he's, he's up in the mountains. I mean, he don't care. Like, yeah, and he's, he's removed from it all, like no social media, no yeah, TV. And I think he's, just... he's also resisted maybe even some opportunities because he does not want to ever have to choose between losing right. a job or losing a platform than, you know, doing the word of God yeah, and man. what God is calling him to do. And again, this is a specific calling for him. Yeah. You know, it's not, this is not everyone, but it at least encourages me to say, maybe I do when I see something, I do need to speak more boldly and not just... Mm-hmm figure out how I can be as persuasive as possible. Maybe I do need to sometimes choose just outright proclaim that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it, it made me think, um, you know, one of the things he said too, I asked him, do you do that? Is that a general practice mm. or do you wait those specific, um, commandments from God in those cases. And he said for him, he waited, right. to, he wouldn't do it. It wasn't sure. something he He's led, yeah. just would go out necessarily. And some people do that. Like they, they will take a megaphone and it's just their general practice to go out in the public and start right. speaking, you know, condemnation, judgment from God right. about what the society is doing. Right. For him, it was a, a specific task in every case. Right. And I remember I, I kind of kept asking him, you know, what would you do in this situation or what would you speak on in this situation? Yeah. And his seemingly constant answer was like, well, you seek the Lord until you get an answer and then you yeah, do yeah. it. And it sounds almost oversimplistic, like, oh, surely you can't just know what to do after that. But he does. And yeah. if anyone would know, I would think someone who wakes up at midnight to pray for three hours right. would know. And that's how he operates. And, he, and underneath that, you could tell he had a deep, rich biblical theology. Like it right. wasn't, I mean, it was grounded. And right. I mean, he was quoting stuff like he was quoting yeah, out of Joel, and right? Like no matter oh, yeah. he, had a, yeah. he had a thoroughgoing knowledge of the scriptures as right. his starting point for that. So right. it was in that context that he was um, 
you know, he knows that God's love includes that. And that, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I think our young generation, because this guy was old, he's older, he's in his 60s. Right. And I think we need a dose of that understanding of what real love is. And, and in fact, right. I think we should do a, a podcast on that pretty soon about the nature of love. That's good. Because we do think love, to love is to coddle. Mm. To love is just to be wow. mealy mouth and weak. Right. Um, but biblically, man, when you look at the prophets, Old and New Testament, right. it's like it'll set your hair on fire. Like, <laughs> right. There was a reason. There was yes. a reason they killed these guys. Whew. Right. Yikes. <laughs> you know, when he was talking yesterday, I thought of Nathan, the prophet that confronted David mm-hmm. after David, you know, yeah. committed adultery with Bathsheba, and Nathan gave him, you know, a quick. He he didn't make a long time of it, but he gave him a, an illustration, so David could kind of see his own ways. But after that story, he said, you're the guy. You're the guy that has committed this atrocity. Mm, It is you. And uh, I just felt like that was how this guy operates, you know, is that spirit of Nathan. And he he also had like a rich track record with God where he had prayed and heard from God and acted and God moved on his behalf. Like he had story and testimony after testimony and his confidence was so rich in God. Like you, you... you seldom meet a person on an average day that is like a hundred percent convinced that God will do what he's, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? It's like, right. we believe God, but there yeah. was like, he was looking at us like, come on y'all, what's going, you know, don't y'all believe this? this and we were like, right. yeah, we do believe it. <laughs> but but and, he was convinced and I because think, of God moving in the past on his behalf. And that confidence, I feel like eliminates fear from his life. Like one thing when I heard him speak, even of things that yeah, that's might good. seem kind of scary to us about yeah. the future or what's going on in government. He's not afraid of anything. He's yeah. totally confident. And that's biblical. You know, first yeah, John four says sure. there's no fear in love. Yeah. And so like that love that you're talking about, he's, he doesn't seem to have any fear as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But that what we can observe, you know? So it's encouraging. Yeah. It's yeah. encouraging. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I was also struck by his lack of care about what people think. <laughs> very different than the yeah man like i was for sure and i I want i mean that 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 to me is an embodiment of of spiritual maturity and being like an apostle like sure he he was sharing with us that he was working up here in the mountain for years and years and he felt the lord (laughs) told him to go up to his boss yep and give him he loved his job (laughs) he and he loved his job and he he said that god said i'm gonna take care of you but you need to go to your boss and tell him this this and that like hard things yeah. and so he did that and was immediately fired yeah <laughs> he has not gotten a job since but he has done odd jobs and worked around the mountain and is basically just freelancing business for himself yeah. and he said that he's making more now than he did before and and those kind of things for sure i would give me confidence yeah. but i'm sure then at least gives him confidence too like i did what god told me to do and now he's taking care of me he would have not seen how he would have sure. been taken care of in the sure. moment that's yeah. a scary thing especially for someone like us to oh to quit i mean this is something you guys have done actually right (laughs) or you leave a steady job to go out but uh yeah again just encouraging is what i can all i can take from it is that maybe it gives hopefully i will be i will remember it when i go home and i see situations that need to have truth spoken to it yeah and i'll be encouraged you know that that kind of confidence is contagious and when he sat and recounted the things that god had done do you remember any of them um just prayers that for government or things you know just um 
I know it all dealt with government. Yeah. And, I was um, asking him if he had had any predictive prophecies fulfilled. And he did right. list like maybe five or six where yeah. there were specific he did. cases. We don't have to recount them now, but um, those, like you said, those things were living stones. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, when you read the, some of the Old Testament stories, God would have the Israelites make a memorial so that they would remember that God did this here yeah. and they would tell their kids and their kids would tell their kids. And so I think I'm reminded of all the miracles that God has done in our lives, even in the past year. Yeah. We do good to remember and reflect that God did this. Mm. And then it maintains our confidence, you mm. know, because sometimes days look rough. Yeah. And uh, the bills pile up and things come yeah. and you're like, man, when will this come through? But he seemed to have an unmoving faith that it, it had nothing to do with what things look like, but it was totally yeah. on God's faithfulness. And it wasn't it was it's, it wasn't a kind of reductionistic Christianity where it's right. like he was thinking about his next season and his bins oh, and his, on. you know, come it on. was for him. It was like it was <laughs> like he Oof, was a warrior, preach. like pushing forward and being part of like God's kingdom purposes going forth in the earth. And he right. was like, he even said, he was like, it, I don't matter. Like, it doesn't have anything to do. Right. I could die tomorrow. I die every day. Like, he's right. Like, he can, he, he said that. He said, I'm already dead because yeah, I yeah. die myself daily. I was like, oh. Man. He said, and God, That's he tough. said, and he even said, like, to be used to this place, you, God has to burn out selfish ambition. Yeah, I love that, that was, part. That was power. That was a, yes, to burn out selfish ambition and. And you and he's living it, and that's why you yeah, know like, he's up here on this mountain. And if you yeah. all were to see it, like there's nothing around here. <laughs> like there's absolutely and and he is fine staying up here the rest of his life and never talking to anybody or anybody yeah. asking him for his opinion. And he's good when the, he gets called to Washington D.C. to speak in front of senators. Like he's yeah, he's totally continue the way because he knows he's doing the will of God. And that's that's it, man. Powerful. And his, his, and his preference, his, sorry, yeah, his ahead. preference is to stay here and hear from God rather than yeah. to have a full schedule of <laughs> yeah. traveling. Um, speaking engagements and just yeah, talk, he's like that yeah. would interfere with my time with the Lord. And that's and convicting because like, wow. even our spiritual disciplines sometimes for us, I think we can think of them as means to our destiny. Like, man, if I, I got to right. get my life, I get my spiritual life right so he can bless me and bless my ministry. And for right. him, he's like, and not to say that this is always bad, but right, right. I did. This was noteworthy that he was like, I don't want to write a book. I don't want to do a book tour. Cause I feel like it'll right. take away from my calling. Like his main calling was pr like proclaiming and praying on this mountain. Like, and right. he actually viewed his praying as like activity with God to right. procure kingdom advancements in the earth. Mm. And so he prays from that place of like, it's not just, not just a rote spiritual exercise where at right. best you hope it just transforms your insides and your character he's actually like no that i'm doing warfare on behalf right. of nations on this mountain <laughs> for sure yeah but he kept mentioning he kept mentioning like european countries yeah. he's like yeah this is happening over here and, and that's the thing he has amazing knowledge of current events he's yeah. like this has happened here this has happened here and now i'm praying it that it happens here in this yeah, other yeah. country and he again like you're saying believes and i think rightly so that what he's doing up here is affecting and has an effect and i feel like that's maybe we should all believe as christians yeah, that our yeah. prayers are effectual yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, just as you're thinking through your life today, you know, looking back on those stones and what God has done and mm. also asking God to burn, you know, just like we all do, burn our selfish ambition out and help give us a real, a kingdom vision 
and call us to that place where we are, we are just like ambassadors for Christ. That's our primary identity. That's the purpose we're here. So much so that like, man, um, and I, I keep thinking of these songs, but I can't remember them in depth, but you know, in life or death doesn't even matter. Like come what may it is. Well, on Christ, the solid rock. Yeah, I stand yeah. It's like, it's just, we stand yeah. on this thing and we move forward for this thing. We're not just kind of <laughs> holding on till the by and by comes. Like we are right. dancing and we'll talk, I think next podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about his main theme of a, of advance of, of the kingdom advancing and how we actually, actually can go on the offense right now. And it's a really interesting viewpoint that he has that I've actually been studying from a different perspective lately. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that next time. Well, thanks again for joining us again. We'd love to hear your feedback on Instagram or Twitter at Freemind FM and on Facebook, Freemind Podcast FM. Let us know again what you think about the length of our episodes and also what you'd like to hear topics in the future. We'd love to interact with you there. We'll see you next time.